Welcome to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. This is a weekly series that showcases the world of sports with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. From the recruiters and players to the teams and coaches, we've got it all covered. Now, here's your host, Coach Hurley Brown. All right, family, here we are. You're listening to the Get Down with Hurley Brown coming live to you from Merritt Island, Florida, the home of the mighty Mustangs. And family, hey, if anybody ever told you that dreams do not come true, I'm here to contest that. Dreams do come true. Kelvin, my co-host, Kelvin Harris, my, hey. my room dog, my college teammate, Kelvin, I am proud to say that I am the new head coach of the Merritt Island High School football program. I'm so excited about this, Kelvin. I'm telling you, man, I'm, I'm pinching myself every few minutes and, you know, trying to make sure I don't wake up and think that it's, it's just a dream. But, you know, first of all, I want to give a, a big thanks to um, the principal, Molly Vega. You know, it was her decision and she felt that I was absolutely one of the, the top candidates. I was definitely qualified and she's entrusting her football program to myself. I also want to thank the committee, Mr. Beardall, Mr. Allen, Walt Battle, a Mustang Hall of Famer, Marcus Herman, who owns Raised Tires, Tom Finney, um, actually a, a high school classmate. You know, he and his family are pillars in the community. He was a part of the committee. And then, you know, a, a big shout out, a big thank you and love you to Coach Jeff McLean, who's, he was actually one of my coaches when I was playing here at Merritt Island, but he was the head coach who just recently retired. And again, he's entrusting his program to yours truly. And dude, I'm jacked about it. I want to thank everybody who supported me and who stood behind me, who made the phone calls. You know, it, it was it was an outpouring of people, an outpouring of support here in Merritt Island, and it just shows what Merritt Island can do when we stick together. You know, and that's you know, I'm 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 extremely proud to say that I'm a part of the Mustang family. It's in my blood. I bleed black and gold. You know, outside of the University of Miami. This is my home. This is my team. You know, and this is where I've always wanted to come back and be a part of. So. Hey, hold up, Hurley. Can we get Daryl Spencer on the staff? Hey, man, you know, Daryl's doing this thing. I would love for Daryl to be a part of my staff. Daryl lives probably about 40 minutes away, you know, and he's got, a, he's got an amazing job with UPS. He's a supervisor now, and he's been there for almost 20-some-odd years, and he's doing, you know, he's doing extremely well. So for me to try to pull him from that now, nah, the offer's on the table. So, Daryl, if you're out there, if you listen, hey, man, come on home. Come on home, brother. You know I got a spot for you. You always will have a spot for me no matter where I am or what I'm doing. What's Derek Ham doing? Derek Ham is down there in, in Homestead. Derek, Derek's out of Yeah, he's doing extremely well down there. Yeah, you know, hey, Cal Dixon is here. Cal Dixon is, you know, he's been coaching offensive line for us. Cal played for the University of Florida. He's a um, – and he got drafted by the New York Jets. Then he came down and played for the Miami Dolphins for a while. Cal's doing an amazing job for us. I mean, he's, he's yeah, well, 
that's a good deal. And uh, Derek yeah. Brown still lives in New York, right? Yeah, Derek is in New York. Derek is a um, he's in the real estate. You know, Derek's kids are extremely athletic. I can you know, imagine. He was very athletic. Both of them. Oh yeah, he, oh, Derek was a beast. You know, you're talking about a six seven, six eight tight end, two hundred sixty five pounds that can run, and um, played for a long time. This is the fourteenth pick of the draft behind Johnny Mitchell, the first two tight ends yeah. to go. So, and again, Derek, you know, hey man, you know, you always got a home, no matter where you are, what you're doing, dude. You will always, well, always be. One of the things I'm gonna do for you, Hurley. All of them back, Leon Bright, Jimmy Black. Um, Walter Battle, man, bring all of them back. You know, Bubba yeah. McDowell, Eric well, you know, Ham, Derek Ham. Still over from you. Well, come, yeah. you know, if you don't, but, but one of the things I'm gonna do for you earlier is I'm gonna give you a guy from my hometown, James Cheney. He played at FSU, and he's the head coach at Lehigh High School. And the one thing he can help you with is he has a phenomenal knowledge. Of the of the of the grades, what the kids need, the core course courses, and all that stuff. Because the thing I see right now is that parents and a lot of guidance counselors aren't informed what these kids need to be eligible for college. And Cheney does a great job of, uh, you know, you know, forecasting it out on his Twitter account and trying to um, try to uh, get out to as many coaches and you know, players as possible. And I think that would be a good ally for you, you know, in this situation, somebody who really knows the ins and outs of that, uh, the core courses and whatnot. Right. Right. Well, again, I welcome all, you know, all knowledge, any suggestions, any, you know, any ideas and anything that can help the program. Cause ultimately it's all about building a, a successful program and you build successful programs with good kids. So yeah. to me, you know, the challenge is not only winning football games, but developing these kids to where we can send these kids off to colleges and give them a chance. You know, same thing that we did, Kelvin, same thing that we were yeah. able to do. You know, my first time getting on an airplane was when I took a, an official visit to Auburn. Uh, oh, Didn't I even know how to get on an airplane. Well, me and Bernard, was a school quarterback, we went to Minnesota. Yeah, that was a trip because yep. that was the yep. first time I see snow as well. Yeah, yeah I went to Minnesota as well. I got a chance to meet Robert Bailey, um, Derek uh -huh. Golden. We were all on the same trip, and Derek Golden and myself were out there chasing rabbits in the middle of campus because we had never seen snow. It was our first time seeing snow. But these are, are the, you know, are, are the memories and stuff that you want to provide for these kids. The opportunities that you want to try and allow these kids to have because. Dude, again, not everybody's in a position to jump on a plane and go on vacations and, and all that other stuff. But football has provided me with a life, Kelvin, and I can I think I can speak to you and saying the same thing. You know, it has provided a life for us and guys that we know that we never even dreamed of as kids. I've seen the world through football. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to think about it. We played in two different countries. Well, me, I done played in three, four different countries playing football, and I mean, it would have never happened. I mean, some of these places I saw probably would never happen under any other circumstance. So you oh, know, no. got to give back. Yeah, but, and that, uh, that's, that's the biggest thing, man. We got we have too many kids, Kelvin, up in this area, and I don't know how it is down in Fort Myers, you know, but we have too many kids that come through high school, get these opportunities. You know, actually, 
guys go out and go out of their way to try and give them opportunities to try and, you know, even like myself, I called, you know, a few, because I know a lot of people in, that are coaching college football. I did it for 16 years. So I would go out, out of my way to call these coaches to get these kids opportunities to get scholarships, get, you know, to get a chance to go to college. And Kelvin, these rascals mess around and go to college and come back. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Fort Myers is the key to that. I mean, yeah. and, and you know what's crazy is it's not race, but black kids, white kids, they all do it. It's like. Yeah, everybody does. And then the thing yeah. about it is the further away from home they go, the more, uh, the more possible it is they come home. And, yeah. you know, these kids, I think it's crazy to go away. We got a couple of kids now that just signed this year. They uh, were early enrollees. They were related, but they were the different. One is at FIU, the other is at Pitt. The kid is FIU comes home every week. He's happy. He's progressed. He's home, told me he's doing good. The other kid is at Pitt, homesick, wanting to come home. Yeah. It's cold. yeah. And, and that's, that's the unfortunate part. But that's, these are some of the obstacles that, that I'm faced with that I have to be able to get in and create a culture that our kids know and understand that there's life beyond Merritt Island. There's life beyond Brevard County. A lot of our kids yeah. go out to these places and they get they get out of their comfort zone, they get out of their safe haven, and they don't know how to respond. They freak out, and then they want to run back home. I had a kid going to Miles College up there in Georgia, and dude, he's there for a week, crying he has to come home and help his family. I'm like, buddy, what are you doing? Now he's working at a car wash. Wow. Well, I, I mean, tell you something on, else that you're going you're gonna to have to deal with now that wasn't around when we were in high school is the entourage, the handlers, the people that's got their hands in the pot, thinking that this kid is going to go wherever he goes, and they want to get their piece. So they have a they have an opinion on what that kid should be doing. And in Fort Myers, the thing that's really distressing to me is these speed coaches. They uh they have these speed camps that try and lure the kid into they into their facility to make them faster. Don't necessarily make them stronger, but make them faster. And then they get they, they, their hooks into the kid, possibly, you know, having a, a, a say in where the kid goes to school, you know, similar to how the 7-on-7 seven seven coach has. I mean, it's a lot of obstacles, and it's frustrating because the kids buy into some of this foolishness. And, uh, you know, that same kid is at FIU. Uh, he told uh, told somebody, he said, man, I wish I would have lifted it. A lot more in high school because now I got here. These guys are a lot stronger than me. I got a ways to go. But at least he realizes the error of his ways. Some of these people don't even get it. And it's so frustrating. Yeah, and, and again, to me, it's about the culture. It's about changing the culture, getting these kids on buses, getting them on airplanes, taking them away from here, getting them a chance to go see different things so they can see that, hey, man, you know, I, I, can, I can cope. I can evolve. I can adapt to any situation possible. It's about changing the culture. And that's what we got to change. Because, again, had it not been for football, I don't know where I'd be right now. And I think I can well, see that for a lot of people that I know. Let me say this. You've got some extraordinary resources at your disposal. And I'm going to hold you to task because over the last two weeks, I've done a lot of talking to different coaches and, uh, you know, uh, trainers at different levels. And I'm a little distressed at what I've heard about the game. It's at a, like, from a skill standpoint, and more importantly, from a coach's knowledge standpoint, I really believe it's at an all-time low right now. 
And, I mean, you know, you've got a great situation where Cal Dixon is your offensive line coach. And I, that's where it all starts. Right now, they've watered down the line. They've watered down the whole offensive philosophy position. And I think if we don't get it turned around, it's going to have an adverse effect on the game uh, sooner than later. So, you know. Well, well, well the, the game is already under attack. You know, the game is under attack. And, Kelvin, and we've talked about it before on the show. Because yeah. of the, the amount of money that's being paid to coaches now, it's, it's a different world than what it was five, six, seven, ten years ago. It oh, is a I totally see. different world. I mean, everybody's chasing that almighty dollar. And you, you can't really fault them because you look at contracts like, like what John Gruden just got, 10-year, $100 million. Where else are you going to go? and make $10 million a year, guaranteed. Where else can you do that? Seven, seven and a half million for 10 years guaranteed. Yeah, I, I get it. Well, I need some even lower than that. The D-line coach in Miami, uh, Kuligowski, was probably making about 250 in Missouri. He comes to Miami and pretty much doubles it. You know, he's making four. Yeah, he's making a half a million dollars a year. Yeah. Then Nick Saban says, Okay, the Distillers, they cherry-picked Carl Dunbar from him. Carl Dunbar was a pro D-line coach to begin with. I don't even, you know, I guess it was just between gigs. So then Nick says, hey, Craig, you played for me. I'm over here to Alabama. And apparently Craig says, well, I'm happy here. Well, I'll give you $900,000. I'm not that happy anymore. I'll be there Exactly. I'll, 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 I'll be a, lot, a, little, a little, bit, little bit more happier in Tuscaloosa, Tuscaloosa Alabama, making $900,000 a year. And, 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 and I can't get mad at him. I can't get mad at him at all. Hey, but hold on, Kevin, because we got to take a break. And when we come back, hey, we're going to see what's trending when we come back. But again, hey, thank you for all your support and all your love. And I'm so excited to be the new head coach at Merritt Island High School. And I, I'm just, I, I can't wait to get to work. I cannot Man, wait I'll, to get to work. Uh, we're going to provide you something. I got to admit we got to take a break, Kevin. We'll, call, we'll, we'll be right back. <laughs> take a break. And when we come back, we're going to see what's trending. And then we're going to talk about this NFL combine. So we'll take a break. We'll be right back with the Get Down with Hurley Bryant. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, we're talking pig pursuits. With few season restrictions, generous bag limits, and plenty of opportunities, hunters never tire of burning some bacon. Joining us is Fred Eichler of Predator Nation, Hal Schaefer from Greg Zipidelli's Drop Zone, and Jerry Courtney, VP of Marketing for Ranch Hand. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on The Voice America Sports Channel. Join Matt Fish and Alex Clancy every week for Rebound Radio. We'll talk with the legends of basketball about how they got started, their rise to the top of the game, how basketball has changed their lives, and what they're up to now. Just like the game itself, you'll find that lives can pivot on a dime. There can be last-minute saves, and life is anything but run-of-the-mill. Rebound Radio can be heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You won't want to miss the next show. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Okay, family, we're back. And hey, and I just wanted to start, start off this segment with looking at what's trending right now, you know, on Twitter and Facebook. What's, what's the latest news out there? And the one thing that I came up with, the one thing that I see that's out there right now is every, every, you know, all this, this flack that the Oscars is getting from giving Kobe Bryant an Oscar. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, are, are, we, are we hating like that now? Are we just, we just hate about everything? We hate any, anybody that's accomplishing something? Okay, so what? So they... they I looked at the little special, Kelvin, and it's, uh-huh. it's it's a nice, it's a cute little deal. You know, it's nothing major. It's not a major movie. I mean, it's not Black Panther by all means. But, oh, no. you know, and it ain't Space Jam that Michael Jordan did. And it ain't, um, what's the movie that Shaquille O'Neal did back in the day? Shazam. Shazam. Not even Shazam. You know? uh-huh. but, but but what I, 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 I do like the fact that, hey, man, I mean, the guy was being recognized for, you know, for trying to do something, you know, something different. You know, hey, we need more athletes at, at events like that. You know, I mean, hey, he's not. Well, he's not. Well, um, what, what's Max? He's not Jim Brown yet, but who knows? Well, he may be. First of all, full disclosure, I've been a Lakers fan since 79, 80. So, you know, maybe I'm a little biased, but I'll say this. The work he's doing cinematography-wise, you know, is what is television and film projects. He's on the wrong path. He does a great job. Um, I, I mean, I thought it was, you know, I don't, you know, that category, I guess it was Oscar worthy and they felt that he did the best out of all the uh, candidates. Of course. Now, it, 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 did, did you see the little, I mean, it's, it's, a little, it's a little short animated film and he's talking about his love for basketball. He's actually talking to the basketball and he's talking about how when he was six years old, how you know, he, he he fell in love with the game of basketball and what he was doing because his dad, um, you know, Jelly Bean Bryant yeah, was playing basketball. Over there. Over there in Germany. Exactly. So here this kid is at six years old, and he's he's wrapping his dad's socks up in a ball and playing, using that as his basketball <laughs> and shooting in the garbage can. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's a cute little deal, bro. And again, hey, I'm all for it, man. But to, to me, the, the message, it wasn't necessarily the, the, the film part. It was the message that what was so touching to me, a six-year-old kid dreaming about playing for the Los Angeles Lakers. And, you know, hey, 16 years later, what, what 12 years later, he fulfills that dream. Exactly. Now they're going to the Hall of Fame. I agree with you on the message. I mean, it, you know, it was inspired. It, it's something that can inspire a young kid. 
and he he put it in a form that was easy for them to digest. They could relate. Exactly, um, and it's one, it wasn't one of these drawn out movies. All drawn out movies about hey, it was real quick to the point. Hey, at six years old, I was dreaming about playing basketball, and I got a chance to fulfill my dream with the Los Angeles Lakers. And you know, now my my body, my mind is telling me I can continue to go, but my body's telling me that I can't. So it's time for me to retire. But I will still love basketball. For you know, basketball well, has know always been part of my heart. I don't know if you see any of his other work, like uh, some of his other features they've had on TNT and ESPN. But he has a cinematography eye. He, he, he has a he, he has an eye. He, he you know the way he puts together the, the projects, and they make sense. And like I said, all of them are easy to digest. I mean, he might have a second talent, a second skill outside of basketball. And those people who are hating what he did and for the reasons that they're hating they need to slow down because if you point the finger at him there's a lot of other people you need to be pointing the finger at and that opens up a whole nother can of worms because Bro, I'm, I'm going to take the words from, from um, Cat Williams hey, if you want to hate on somebody feel free to hate on me you know what I mean I mean come on people let's let's be thankful and grateful that we're living in a time that a young man like a Kobe Bryant who's an athlete can go out and show kids that, hey, we can do other things outside of being NFL stars or NBA. We don't always have to be just foot, you know, sports stars. We can do other things. There's another thing. There's a guy. Oh, man, I can't remember his name, Kevin. I got to remember his name. Doggone it. But I was, I was looking at something that was trending yesterday, and it was talking about NBA players. And it talked about there's a, a guy that played back when – when um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he was actually drafted by the Lakers, but then he was traded in that trade to Minnesota of Milwaukee when th- th- they had the big trade for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Wasn't uh-huh. making but $350,000 a year then, okay? But what this guy was able to do, he went, he, he jumped into business. He, he wanted to know more as he was playing. He wanted to know more about the business world. And right now, Kevin, he owns 160 Wendy's. And Ooh. I want to say he owns a, a chain of Chili's restaurants. They're saying he's worth more than $600 million right now. Arguably so one of the richest you know, NBA players out there. So again, anytime that you can get a young man, and I don't care what color it is, it don't matter, black, white, green, purple, it doesn't matter. Anytime you can get a young man who can venture from basketball, but transition to the business world, and, and again, to me, entertainment, all of that stuff is business. This yeah. guy did it, Cobra Bryant's doing it, you know, Shaquille O'Neal, Magic Johnson. Because you gotta think about it, when he retired, he, he he added another platform in the entertainment world for athletes to get their opinion out with the Players Journal. Then he's transitioning on with with the Marlins. I mean, and you know, early on you've had people, you know, not the fans are not so happy with some of his moves, but he has a plan, and you know, he isn't backing out from the heat that he's getting from the fans. And I think you know, when it's all said and done, it's going to turn the franchise around and make it a consistent winner. But well, I hope so. Jamal Mashburn is another guy that, you know, we did extremely well. Did extremely well. Doing extremely well, what I'm talking about. But, hey, 
So now let's move on to the next next piece of, of information that's trending. And it, it is not all great news. It's not as, you know, as good as Kobe Bryant winning an Oscar. It's the NFL again. And, you know, just a couple of days ago, I was sitting back saying, man, hey, but the NBA is kind of quiet right now. Ain't nobody getting in trouble. Ain't nobody going to jail. You know, hey, the NFL, everybody's cool. Ain't nothing happening. And I'll be doggone if Alden Smith didn't prove me wrong. Alden, come on, man. What are you doing, oh, wait, baby? Hold on. I missed it. I missed it. What happened? Alden, here it is. NFL player Alden Smith has been released from the Oakland Raiders, and a warrant is out for his arrest after he allegedly threw a woman around a room. Kevin, he bit her on the wrist, oh. and then he jumped out of a window, according to the police. All right, so Ooh, this is according to the police. Now, again, this, this ain't to get down with Hurley Brown. I'm not reporting this. Again, let me read it to you now. NFL player Alden Smith has been released from the Oakland Raiders, so he was cut from the Oakland Raiders, and a warrant is out for his arrest after he allegedly threw a woman around the room. He bit her on her wrist before escaping through a window. So he jumped out of the window. And again, this is all from, you know, the, the police department. I, and the, the police department, the ABC station, KGO in San Francisco. So the San Francisco Police Department Special Victims Unit has issued a war- a, an arrest warrant for Smith, who's only 28 years old, following the domestic violence incident. Charges on the warrant include willful infliction of corporal injury, assault, false imprisonment, and vandalism. All misdemeanor well, charges. But wait a minute, didn't Alden Smith just get out of, didn't he just get out of something? He just, because he was suspended for a while, right? Yes, he was suspended for a year, and then they had him in uh extra long, uh, I guess you call it a probation period, where they were trying to decide whether or not they wanted to reactivate him because there were still some stipulations that he had to adhere to. But two things we can take from this. One, his career is over. It's all over with oh, yeah. And two, he still needs to get some help because he hasn't quite turned that corner yet in his uh in his rehab. And, you know, that's about the quality of life that he's going to have the rest of his life. He's only 28, so you're talking maybe he can maybe live another 50, 60 years. And it's the same thing with Randy Gregory. Uh, Randy Gregory is uh, released from the Cowboys. Uh, he just hasn't, he hasn't been able to turn the corner either. And now these guys are out on their own. They don't have the help of the NFL. A lot of the people that were helping them because they looked like they were going to be rich, they're going to jump off the ship. Now it's basically, do they have a solid foundation of family around them and friends that can maybe? Yeah, I'll tell you what. And, and it's so sad because, again, I, I did the internship with the Oakland Raiders and you know the organization and, and even with, with the new staff, you know, because right now the only – the, the best players you have on the defense side of the ball are Bruce Irvin and Khalil Mack. Those are the best players yeah. by, by far on the defense side of the ball. And they needed Alden Smith. They need somebody like Alden Smith. And they need if to go out and draft some other guys that can help them. Yeah. They could so, have him on the field with Khalil Mack. Oh, yeah. It, it, man, it would have been crazy. But anyway, hey, our last little bit of stuff that's trending right now. We got to talk about my man. He's one of my favorite actors, Tom Cruise. So Tom Cruise is out there. They're filming Mission Impossible 6, and he jumps out of a window. He's doing his own stunt, Kelvin. He jumps out of the window. Now they think that he, he, he's hurt himself again. He just he had a hurt ankle just recently. He hurt his ankle, walking around with a boot on his ankle. And now all of a sudden, he's jumping out of windows and, 
Not now he's hurt again. Come on, Tom. Right? We getting older, baby. You can't do the things you used to do back when you was twenty five. I saw the trailer last night. I went to go see Black Panther last night. I saw the trailer. You know, that was one of the best. Wait, wait, wait. Let's wow. back up. Kelvin, hold on. You are just you are just on, getting me, to see let me, let me just going to go see you. Black Panther? Come on, man. What kind let of me, black guy are you? Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. First of all, the first two weeks, it was just a barrage. There's no you know, I, I don't like going to a movie like that. With a, where it's full, you can't you can't sit, you can't you know grasp what's going on. I mean, I already feel like a movie like that or one of these Star Wars movies. You got to go see twice because whatever happened the first time, for whatever reason, you go miss it. So you need to go back so you can digest it. It slows down a little bit. So I got two more times to go see it. But they have some movies this summer coming. They got some bangers, and that Mission Impossible he's in is a banger. Well, I tell you what. Yeah, it, it's a banger because it just banged him, and now he's doggone hurt again. He's out there walking on crutches. But anyway, hey. He's five, five. I mean, what do you expect? Yeah, but still, come on. But still, Kevin, you're jumping out of a window. That doesn't mean that, you know, the distance from him jumping out of a window is a lot less than what it would be if he was 5'10", a, a six foot. Come on, man. Yeah, dude, please. Well, hey, so, I mean. So, so now, but hey, but again, Tom Cruise, we love you. But hey, bro, all that money you pay, they paying you, take some of that money. And give it to one of those stuntmen and let them jump out of the window for you. Because that's what they're there for. And probably, they probably sitting somewhere laughing at it right now. And, ah, throw that cloud. He couldn't jump out of the window. Tom, stop jumping out of windows, bro. We, we need to see you in some more movies. But anyway, we're going to take a break. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Now, when we come back, we got to talk about this NFL combine. So we'll be back. Yeah, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And the ugly. And, uh, the ugliest Kelvin Harris. But we'll talk about that when we get back. Get Down with Hurley Brown. <laughs> Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety Ray Ellis on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. 
to reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Okay, family, we're back. And this past weekend was one of the, the most anticipated weekends for college football players. College football players, uh, future NFL stars, and I must say, it, you know, future NFL busts, you know, well, unfortunately. But it's, the best reality, it's the best reality TV on. It, it is. And I tell you what, they did a great job of, and the NFL just does a great job, period. The NFL is, was, you know, multi. Yeah, their process is I mean, they, I they, they do it the right way. They do it the right way, but let me tell you something. There's a couple of couple of little players that they tried to push. You know, I, I just – two players in general that we can get into later, that the way they, they marketed them, I just – it just was kind of like false advertising. But Well, I mean, I think, is, it, is it really false advertising or is it well, to gain well, the interest of people so they can, to, can, can watch? I mean, come well, on. Well, I, well, we well, don't know well, what anybody's well, going to do. Well, no, listen, well, I'm, I'm going to bring up the two players there. Well, bring them up. Is, the first one is Baker Mayfield. Okay. The second one is Lamar Jackson. Now, Bill Polian went on weeks ago saying, well, I just don't know if he's going to be able to be a quarterback in the league because he's so slight and that running option and this and that. And, okay. Then it's Baker Mayfield. Everyone's always so accurate. I mean, I think he transfers. He's got first-round uh, skills. Now, during the course of the draft, they show you the height weight. Baker Mayfield was 6005. But they pushed him up to 6'1 and 215. Lamar Jackson was 6'2 and 3'8. But they pushed him down to 6'2 and he was 216. So if he's too slight, then what is Baker Mayfield? Now, the top quarterback, hands down, at this whole thing was Josh Allen. He oh, no doubt. No doubt. 6'4", 337. He had 33-inch no arms. Lamar Jackson had 33 and an eighth-inch arms. Um, Josh Allen by far had the strongest arm. Lamar Jackson was right there with him. And Lewis Riddick is the only guy that brought this up on two networks. When you look at Lamar Jackson in pro sets, 11-12 personnel, three, five, seven step drops. He looks like a pro quarterback. The only time he doesn't is when they're in five wides or four wides, the protection breaks down and he goes back to his natural instincts. Baker Mayfield took no snaps under center this year. So, you know, Hurley, I know you're a defensive player, but now that you're a head coach, you're going to see how difficult it is for a kid to transition from never taking a snap on the center, to taking the staff on the center, dropping back, throwing on that back foot on the third, fifth, and seventh step. The one thing I will say is that the kid is extremely accurate. Now, for the record, he had 30-inch arms. So it's looking at he's short, he's light, got small arms, short arms. He's never been in the pro system. The other guy has his faster, uh, better arm, longer arms, better height. And he's played in the pro system. If you hear the experts, they commit to possibly be a top 10 pick. And then some teams are saying they want Lamar Jackson play wide receiver. Hypocrisy at his, at his, at his highest root. I mean, 
I don't, you know, I don't know if you have an opinion on it, but that's just how I feel about it. I, I do. And here's my opinion, though, Kevin. First, first of all, Baker Mayfield is, is what he is. Uh, he's an exciting. He's to me, he's a watered down version of Johnny Manziel. Wow. When, when, especially now, and, and, and I think yeah, because he doesn't. He, yeah, because he doesn't. I mean, he, he has his little antics, but he's not as as. as I don't think he's as animated and as outgoing and has had the trouble that Johnny Manziel has had. No, okay. other than and, and again, I, I said it's on the field. On the field, he had some controversial situations. But, to yeah, his but off the field, the field. I, you yeah. don't hear anything about the kid. Okay, but now, as far as his play on the field, Kevin, and you know as good as anybody, this is a big man's game. I don't care what yeah. you say. Now, Johnny Manziel was a 4-6 kid. Um RJ3 was a 4-3 kid. I mean, we're talking about quarterbacks. And, and they, they said it then. RJ3, because, because everybody in the National Football League is starting to think about, hey, look, we need to go. Some people, not everybody, because some people, they love Tom Brady's and guys like that who can't run. They don't want them to run. Man, we're paying you $8, $9, 10000000 million a year. We cannot, we cannot afford to lose you. You are the trigger man. You are our guy. When you go, the team goes. When you don't go, the team don't go. Everybody needs to have one of those. Now, RJ, R, RG3, 4-3 guy, uh, probably 6-3. You know, again, but what they, were tried to, what they tried to do with him was the wrong stuff. So guess what happens? He gets hit. He gets hit a lot. He gets hurt. You lose your trigger man. The kid's his career has not been the same. It has not been the oh, same. He career? has never his recovered. Career is over. His career is over. His career is over. Huh? Pretty much over. Not Johnny Manziel comes into the league. Johnny Manziel's doing the same thing in college. He's running around making things happen. He's most effective in college because of his ability to keep keep plays or extend plays, keep plays going with his feet. Now you can't do that in National Football League. No, you, you can't. Unless you're Michael Vick, unless you're a, a four, and Michael Vick was as fast as anybody in the National Football League. Michael, Michael Vick's, and I don't even know if Lamar Jackson is. was a four-three guy. Michael Vick was a four-two-three guy. That's what we exactly. call him. Michael Vick might have been a four-one guy. We're talking about rare speed, the type of a player. We're talking about Bo Jackson, Dion, Joe Callaway type speed. Uh, you, you t- exactly. You're talking about guys that that have elite speed above and beyond the guys that have elite speed that are world class athletes. They're speed, well, it's funny, it's, they got next man speed. Because Ron so, always talks about he was on a team with Rocket Ismail and Joey Galloway. And we talked about this multiple times. He said, Hey man, Rocket was fast. Joey was on some other He was on a whole nother level. level. A whole nother level. And that's what RG that, that's what RG was. Now, so you're talking about a guy like Baker Mayfield who just ran a 4.85. At best, he's probably, let's just say, just give him the benefit of the doubt, he's probably a 4.7. But you got guys like Vaughn Miller that are almost three times his size that are faster than what he is. As a matter of fact, you got that kid that, that, just, that was just in the combine. 347 pounds. That's faster. Bradley Chubb ran a 4.66. Yes, you're talking about defensive ends that are 265, 280 pounds, and Vente V is 347 pounds. Yes, and he's faster. Four, a 509. 
A 509. I'm not saying that Baker Mayfield won't have any success in the National Football League. It's going to be tough for him. I think it's going to be extremely tough for him to have the kind of success that he wants to have. There's only one Russell Wilson. There's only well, listen, one. listen, honey, I, 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 get, I get what they're doing. It's a quarterback league, and they're trying to, um, they're trying to drum up some interest for the future. No doubt. No doubt. It's all about the, It's all about money. But again, you know, but those NFL scouts and those NFL coaches, GMs, it ain't about just selling tickets. It's about winning football games. The more football games you win, the more tickets you're going to sell. It's not about getting a Baker Mayfield up here and having his jersey sell off the racks the first year or so. Or first year or so. It's about developing a championship football team. It's about finding a guy like Nick Foles that can come in as a backup and, and take you not only take you to a Super Bowl, but win it and become the MVP. That's a whole other story. We'll talk about Nick another day. But, Kevin, Let's we had some guys. Let's talk about the story of the combine. The, the, the greatest story of the combine is by far Shaquem Griffin. Oh, that, that's the feel-good story, yes. That, dude, I'm talking – this kid and Kevin and, – and, uh, you know, I have a, 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 you know, a vested interest in this kid because I saw him in person in high school. His junior year in high school, going into his senior year in high school. What high school did he go to? Some over in the West Coast. I can't remember exactly what high school it is. But, I mean, um, A-Rod looked that up and see if you can find out what high school Shaquem Griffin went to. But Shaquem and his brother both came to our camp at the University of Miami. Now, oh. again, dude, we're sitting there, and Shaquem is a better foot. Now, his brother is a starting start nickelback for the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Okay. Now, mind you, both of those guys were playing in the secondary at that time. We voted for Shaquem to be the MVP of the, he was the best defensive back in the camp. And I want to say he was the best football player at our camp. We gave him the MVP trophy for his position. And again, I honestly do believe, I got to do some research, but I honestly do believe we gave him the trophy for being the best football player at our camp. But wow. the one thing we couldn't get past, Kelvin, well, was the one hand. The one hand. We well, couldn't get past well, it. Her, her, here's the interesting part about it, and I thought we talked about this off air. Shaquem Griffin did 20 reps at 225 one hand. Orlando Brown, excuse me, Orlando Brown, a 345-pound offensive lineman, did 14 reps with two hands. Let's put that in perspective. And he yeah, was at and, 4 3 8 40. He's the fastest linebacker. Right. He's the fastest linebacker, linebacker of, all in, in, of all time. Exactly. And I'll tell you what, Kelvin, we, I, I did the radio. I went over and um, I visited the University of South Florida. And the, the, I think it was two days, the week that they were playing the University of Central Florida. It's a big, big rival here in Central Florida, UCF versus UCF. They're both in the same conference, and they're both always fighting for the conference championship. But so I go over there, and they had, they interviewed Charlie Strong, okay? And Charlie Strong came out with a statement saying, because they talked to him about Shaquem Griffin. Shaquem Griffin was having a hell of a season at the University of Central Florida. He was lighting it up. So they in the interview with Charlie Strong, they asked him, how did he, you know, what did he think about the kid? And he said that the kid is doing a great job considering he has a handicap. 
And he did Joe, a great job at the senior bowl, Hurley. He was uh, magnificent. But, well, let me let me finish telling you the story now. So the kid got wind of the interview. They asked the kid about the interview, and he went off. I'm not handicapped. I'm gonna show them what handicap is. And he went on to have a great game. He had a great yeah. game against the University of South Florida. And I tell you what, man, I'm sitting back and I'm looking at him, and it just shows you. If you have a dream and a passion for something that you want to do, you can get it done. Can't nothing stop. Nothing can stop you. But we're gonna take yeah. a break right, right quick, and we're gonna come back and we're gonna dream up these next 15 minutes of uh, the last 15 minutes of this show, and we're gonna make sure that that happens. But anyway, we'll take a break. We'll be right back with the get down with Hurley Brown. We come back. We'll finish on the Shaquem Griffin store, but we'll also talk about the guys that went at the combine from the University of Miami. Talk about yes, them, yes. and we're going to talk about Saquon Barkley, the best running yeah. back in the draft. So we'll be right back with the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Hey, family, we are back. You're listening to the Get Down with Hurley Brown, my co-host, Kelvin Harris. And we are talking about the combine and... All of the, the, the guys that have performed at the Combine, and again, if you don't know what the Combine is, it's an NFL Combine. All these kids that are coming out of college, they get a chance to go out and showcase their skills to the NFL scouts, coaches, and general managers in hopes that they will be the next class of the NFL. Now, some of these guys had great performances, and the greatest performance that, 
that we've seen this year, arguably in, in a long time, comes from a kid who, who was actually, and I'm going to say it, man, he has a handicap. Ken, you can say what you want to say, but it is a handicap. Now, it doesn't handicap you, but it is still considered a handicap. But I tell you what, Shaquem, boss, I take my hat off to you. My heart goes out to you. You have inspired an entire nation. Yes, Because, yes. again, for you to get I mean, Kevin, did you see when the guy put the little thing on his hand? Because I kept saying, because they kept saying when we come back, I'm watching on TV, when we come back, we'll watch Shaquem Griffin attempt the bench press. And I'm like, wait a minute, how is he going to do this? Because, mind you, family, now listen, if you haven't seen it, look it up. You can get it on YouTube. All you got to do is just go type in Shaquem Griffin, S-H-A-Q-U-E-M, and Griffin. We all know how to spell Griffin. But Shaquem was born with only one hand. His other hand is, is, is doesn't exist. It's a nub. It's a nub right at the wrist, at the top of that wrist. He is missing his hand. But this young man was able to get up underneath 225 pounds on the bench press and bench press it 20 times. And, and this is what really hurt me, though, Kelvin. So right after they show it, you know, the people put it on Twitter. They, they show them bench pressing on Twitter the whole nine yards. And then you had these negative comments. Somebody said, made the comment, oh, you know, he put on a bionic arm. And I, come on, bro. are you are you serious? Oh, we that shot. Hold on. Somebody actually had the audacity to yes. say something negative. Yeah. You know what they should have been saying something negative about? Was Orlando Brown. You 345 <laughs> pounds and you bench press 225 14 times. The man times. with one it, hand does it 20. 20. You should have just left the combine right there. And I don't I don't know what Orlando was on. I mean, I, I'm hoping maybe he was sick or something. But Orlando's and again, and, and that's why when, when when you look at this combine stuff. And Chad Wilson of Gridiron Sports was talking about it a couple weeks ago. So Chad was saying, is the combine really a necessary? Because a lot of these kids, just like with Ray Lewis, let's just go all the way back. Ray Lewis, when Ray Lewis came out of college and went through the combine, and, and at the end of the combine, they take this is what they'll do. At the end of the combine, they'll take all of your numbers, everything that you did, bench press, vertical, short shuttle, long shuttle, cone drill. They take all of that, vertical jump, everything, and they have a formula that they put it into, and it gives you one number. Yeah. Okay? And that's how they rate their guys. Ray Lewis, out of all the linebackers that were in his class at the combine that year, had the worst number, that final number, had the worst number of everybody at the combine. Wow. So how much was he in, 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 in his 14th year, Ray Lewis was the only player still that was playing. still playing out of his class that went to the combine that year. So, again, now don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that happens for everybody. I'm not. That's not what I'm telling you. Didn't, that's not what the get down from Hurley Brown is telling you. But every now and then you have those extreme situations to where the football player is way better than what those numbers actually show. And when you watch Orlando Brown play, the kid's a beast. He's a phenom. Lewis Riddick says something that's also true. He says, if you're a scout, you won't. The on-field production that you see on the tape, 
and the off-field workout to match up along with no character issues. And you we do had want that to. happen. We had that happen this year with Saquon Barkley because he put yes. on a workout of epic proportions. Oh my God, Saquon's a beast. Saquon's numbers are just stupid. Well, I mean, he weighed in. He's two hundred thirty-three pounds. Was slightly behind him, but his was yeah. almost as impressive. Oh yeah. And, and to be honest with you, Nick Chubb ran better than what I thought he would. I thought Sony was going to be a lot faster than Nick Chubb. I didn't realize. And again, time, you you know this, Hurley. We all went through it. The 40 time yeah, is a process. Yeah. If you this don't is have true. the right this star and the right technique, you this is true. Yourself. But when you see Sony Michelle run on the field, ain't nobody catching him. No, exactly. Exactly. So again, Saquon Barkley, six foot, 233 pounds. Dude, I mean, he ran a 4 4 40. Some guys clock him at a 4 40. At 225 and a 41 inch vertical. That's ridiculous. A 428 short, 424 short shuttle. Now, this is the grade that they gave him now. They're saying that he is a Pro Bowl caliber player right now. That's what his numbers show. That's what it shows. All right. Now, let, let's talk about Derwin James, our, our guy from Florida State, our nemesis, and our enemy. But to me, I've always been intrigued with Derwin James. Derwin. Well, he ran a four four seven. Derwin James was 6'3", 215 pounds, ran a 4440, 40-inch vertical, and benched 225 21 times. Okay, that is very respectable. Now, you also know that they asked him to work out with the linebackers as well. Yeah, but again, I think he's one of the best. Both him, Minka Fitzpatrick, to me, are two of the best football players in this year's draft. I agree, and I think what's going to happen. Two of the best with, athletes uh, in the game. I think I think what's going to happen with him is that Charles Kelly, the defensive coordinator for Florida State, asked him to do too much. I think when he gets to the league, they'll give him a specific job, let him stay in that lane, and I think and let, let him perfect his possibly make a Pro Bowl Absolutely. early in his career. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. All right, so now, but but again. We got to talk about we got we got a couple of minutes. We probably got a minute left in the show, and we got to hit on our guys real quick. Chad Thomas, you know, six six, two hundred eighty one pounds. Didn't run as well as I thought he would run, but at two hundred eighty one pounds, four nine is still moving pretty good. Now his grade, they're saying that he has a chance to become an NFL starter. Chad Thomas, and yeah, we all like Chad. Event in a four three defense. He's he's probably going to go in the third round. Yeah, Kendrick Norton. A lot of people are saying that he should have stayed, but Kendrick's probably still going to get drafted mid-round. I say fourth round, yeah. Which is, isn't bad. Not, not bad. Now, the guy that's Mike Bass for Hurley is McIntosh. Yeah, but, you know, again, I, 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 I watch both of them. McIntosh is, is a phenomenal athlete. We went and watched him play basketball. We recruited both of those kids. We actually recruited all those kids. And McIntosh, to me, was Charles Barkley. Of, of his high school football, I mean, basketball team. He's a beast. He's a beast. We got to get through these real quick. Chris Herndon didn't participate, but he'll do the, the um, pro day when they get back to school. Braxton Berrios, 5'9", 184. They're saying that he's going to be maybe a backup, a, a special team to looking at late rounds. D. Delaney, which we didn't recruit, but, again, you're talking about a long corner, ran 4'6". They're saying that he should at least be in somebody's training camp. And, again, he may run better than 4'4'6" at the pro day. Then you have Casey McDermott, Casey McDermott, who, um, you know, again, we recruited the offensive lineman, 6'6", 311 pounds, ran a 5'3". And they're also saying that he's probably going to get drafted late rounds 
you know, but he would definitely be in, 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 somebody, in somebody's training camp. Mark Walton, my guy. I love Mark. Mark's numbers aren't going to be great at the combine and, and, you know, pro days and stuff like that. But Mark has it. He has that it factor. So whoever drafts Mark is going to be extremely happy with him. And again, Mark has been showing up and doing things that a lot of people can't do. Again, he's got it. He's, he's just he's got the heart of a lion. Anything that you put up in front of him, you check Washington, winning Washington, winning the state championship. And I still love him today. He's a great, great kid, great player for us. And I wish him nothing but the best of luck. Wish all those guys from University of Miami. Well, not just the University of Miami. Wish all these guys that are, that are venturing out into that next, onto that next step, getting to the National Football League. All the best of luck. May may God be with you. May you continue to prosper and do well in all your workouts and stay healthy. If you can't do something, don't do it. It'll come back to hurt you. All right, Kevin. Last little bit of information. And again, you know, I love looking at, at this little deal of um these um. What's trending? But somebody tell me something about Tristan Thompson and Khloe Kardashian. Well, are you serious? And now LeBron is upset because Tristan Thompson is bringing all that drama into the Cleveland Cavaliers organization with this doggone reality stuff and all that crazy stuff. Tristan, come on, man. All the women out there, that's what you had to go choose. But anyway, that's my show for today. You can listen to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. We'll see you next week. Same get down time, same get down channel. Signing off from Merritt Island Mustangs, the new head coach of the mighty Mustangs of Merritt Island, Hurley Brown. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. The coach wants you to join us again next week, Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll have another great show ready to roll next week.